0: Get out. Uh-oh. You shouldn't go in there.
1: Voice girl, now the man has actually landed on the moon. How would you like to go? The moon
2: okay, but I would like to do some other thing instead. Where would you like to go? An island. An island? Yeah.
1: Where would you like to go?
2: Monster Island. Godzilla
0: is there. And Rodin. And Mina. Computer.
2: Computer. Monster Island. Tell me, computer. Where
3: is Island. My name it is DJ Destroyer. My name is MC Castangela. <laughs> Sounds like somebody out of a Star Wars rather than (laughs) Godzilla, doesn't it? Oh, I'm giving (laughs) the game away.
4: Welcome to a terrifying edition of the show entitled
3: Godzilla Welcomes You to Monster Island
4: (laughs) Yes, uh, celebrating both the centenary of uh, that great uh, Japanese soundtrack composer Akira Ifukube who basically wrote pretty much everything that you would have heard on soundtrack of a Godzilla movie back from the heyday, from the mid-50s I think and through until the uh, late 60s, early 70s but also the fact we like to jump on any bandwagon (laughs) that's passing through We're jumping right onto Godzilla's tail We're jumping right onto Godzilla's tail with a fine selection of terror japanese tracks for <laughs> this week and also a few a uh, few kind of tributes to the whole world of uh, godzilla as well from, uh, from slightly off the canon but anyway we'll get to that in due course and amongst all of the monstrous music we do have mc Jellar
3: and his unnecessary news well, that's right this week the ghost of a green lady moves across a room to an oddly carved fireplace and <laughs> lifts up a baby panda <laughs> <laughs> Spooky! Spooky! <laughs> Let us know if you spot that during
4: the show, dear listener. A special prize to anyone who does. What better way to start this adventure, though, by going back to 1954 and playing the main title from the very film that started the whole thing off? Godzilla, otherwise known as Godzilla. <laughs>
3: Bit Arcade with uh, Godzilla's main theme. Mm. Well, the original Godzilla's main theme, and before that, the original theme <laughs> yes. by uh, Ikira Ikufube from the original nineteen fifty-four film. And we mm. don't know much about Eight Bit Arcade except they have done three albums each with 101 game themes on. <laughs> yes. Volume all,
4: 1, Volume 2, Volume 3. All done in a chip tune style. All
3: done alphabetically. And and all arranged alphabetically for you. Yes. So that was jolly good. It was. Seems to be busy if nothing else. <laughs> if an if uh, well, and an enigma. It's interesting to
4: compare and contrast the uh, lush orchestrated version and the the 8-bit version, I think. Isn't it?
3: <laughs> Isn't it then and now? Well, then it's not now. so much then and now. It's then, then and then. Then. well. It's, it's <laughs> when was it? Yesteryear yes. and the 70s. <laughs> I don't know when. When was chip tune around?
4: Uh, I think it of an 80s phenomenon, but mm. I guess it's maybe starting in
3: the late 70s, yes. Contrast the 80s mm. to the 50s, if you will, <laughs> listeners. I think we've all learned something. I'm not sure what. Godzilla, <laughs> that's a pretty cool tune. Yes, indeed. And coming up, we've got uh, Mothra Song.
4: I was uh, very lucky. I, we did actually mention this, on certainly on Twitter, that uh, the cameo cinema in the city we, we orbit around occasionally, Edinburgh, to, sell to, to celebrate everything uh, Godzilla-esque, was uh, running a few late-night uh, friends of godzilla films including mothra which i am glad to say just about managed to get to see and uh, it's delightful i've never actually seen it before i hadn't realized quite how uh tiki star quite how exotica it was it was pretty good actually yes <laughs> well it is on an island <laughs> it, is. it is it's on infant island in fact yes infant and uh yeah so uh, and as you will remember from uh of your been studying the show from pmb 168 we'd uh already referenced the fact that um there are two fairies called the shobijin translated as tiny beauties. Mm-hmm. who are played, not well not always played by, but certainly for the first few Mothra films, played by uh, Japanese singing duo, The Peanuts, who we featured in PNB 168, Mothra Fairies if you want to hear them singing uh, a song there but we're going to play um, a song which recurs throughout uh, uh, the Mothra film where they're essentially trying to summon Mothra from Infant Island to come and rescue them from mainland, from, rescue them in their little cage. That I'm going to
3: take notes here because I'm going to see if I can get Mothra to fly <laughs> up to the moon and rescue me. Do you think he's still active?
4: <laughs> I think he's eternal, isn't he? he lives Forever, I think Mothra. Oh, maybe. Well, having said that, I haven't seen all the Mothra films, so maybe. Oh, there might <laughs> be some surprises a, in a Sticky end. Yeah, I hope not. But uh, yes, a delightful song. Which uh, we'll post links on the website if you want to sing along in Japanese. But uh, the the some of the English uh, lyrics. Uh, uh, well, it starts Mothra, Mothra, Oh Mothra. If we were to call for help over time, over sea, like a wave, you'd come, our guardian angel, Mothra, Oh Mothra. -hmm. That's lovely, isn't it? (laughs) It is, yeah. Anyway, this is another track written by the great uh, featured artist, I guess, this week, Akira Ifukubi, performed by the Peanuts. This is Mothra's Song.
2: Amba Muyan, landa pangguradan Tonju kanda, kasaku yang Mosulaya, mosulab Dongang kasaku yang Indomu, lusto wilado Amba, hamba muyan, landa dan.
3: We just took a little trip there to Utajima Temple, or the Utajima Temple Festival Mm. from uh, Godzilla. Another Akira Ifukube track there. And before that, Mothra song from uh, The Delightful Peanuts.
4: Um, I played that, um, I selected that Otojima Temple Festival music because there's some similar style uh, exotica in uh, Mothra, but sadly there isn't any of that on this album. We're, I should mention we're borrowing fairly heavily from this week's show, which compiles together the best of Godzilla and his friends from uh, 1954 to 75, and so that that uh, you can get that. So I don't, th- I sadly, don't think I think the only option for that now is a download, but uh, but it's, it's well worth getting some some sensational music on there from down the decades.
3: I like the fact that although Godzilla. some might seem slightly cantankerous and a a giant lizard. Yeah, He's got some pals, hasn't he? He has got a lot of friends. He's got a lot of friends. More friends than I have. But then he's not a prisoner on the moon. But uh, it lets us know what Godzilla might be like when he's relaxing. Mm. When he's not smashing through cities and stuff like that. Or fighting giant uh, spiders or whatnot. This is the softer (laughs) side of Godzilla. That's That's what I'd like to see. I'd like to see Godzilla film. lounging about yeah. in a wing-back chair, enjoying a, a lot of port or something. <laughs> and a, yes, or a nice cocktail. Bit of cheese. <laughs> yeah. You know, what's he What's he doing when when he's got his slippers on? Mm.
4: But he enjoys radioactive cheese. <laughs>
3: <laughs> That's probably what powers
4: uh, his uh, his death ray, isn't it?
3: <laughs> might be. It could be. Could be. Yeah, yeah. Could be. <laughs> yeah. So we're showing a little bit of the softer yes. side of Godzilla mm. there. Beautiful. What he's like when he's not on duty. <laughs> We will be returning with a little trip off out of the
4: canon into a more twangy area of Godzilla territory. But first of all, we're going to paddle over to Skull Island for some unnecessary news.
3: Police solve axe murder, captured on Google Street View in Edinburgh. <laughs> What would you do if you saw a man brandishing a pickaxe handle standing over a lifeless body in a back street? <laughs> An alarmed member of the public called the police after seeing this scene on Google Street View. The camera car recorded the disturbing scene from different angles as it travelled down Giles Street in Leith. That's where the whiskey centre is. Oh. Showing a man apparently being attacked from a distance and his assailant walking away from the scene brandishing <laughs> a pickaxe handle. But. Police, who traced the assailant to a car repair shop in the same road, were relieved to discover it was a well-timed prank by two mechanics. The dead man, (laughs) Dan Thompson, 56, was the manager of the business and in very good health. He's fine. (laughs) He's alive and well. He told The Independent how he and Gary Kerr, a 31-year-old mechanic, decided to have some fun when they saw the Street View car approaching. It was a spur-of-the-moment thing, Mr. Thompson said. It seemed like the obvious thing to do, so I threw myself on the ground and Gary (laughs) grabbed a pickaxe handle from the garage. We only had about 20 seconds. It was all we could think of. The pair forgot all about the joke until photos were uploaded by Google a few months later and friends (laughs) and family started calling. (laughs) It's absolutely bizarre, Mr. Thompson said. Luckily, the two police officers, who eventually came knocking, saw the funny side. Mr. Thompson said they were already pretty certain it was a joke because one of their colleagues gets their car serviced here. They thought it was a really good laugh, and five minutes and they were gone. Of course, this would be a great way to throw plot off the scent if you later plan to really kill your mechanic boss. <laughs> There's something wrong with you as a human being," says a woman seeking divorce from husband over his dislike of Frozen. The Disney film. Oh, yes. Of all the reasons why you might want to end your marriage, not liking Frozen wouldn't generally rank that highly, you would think. But in the case of one Japanese woman, her differences of opinion with her husband over the Disney smash is turning out to be grounds for divorce. According to the website Kinkosha no Hakaba, or, as it is known in English, the gravesite of married people. Oh, dear. (laughs) Oh, dear. The anonymous 29-year-old became obsessed with the film after going to see it on her own several times before persuading her spouse to join her, but despite hoping he would also love the film due to having studied Danish literature at university. (laughs) You might think, what? (laughs) What? Hello, what? I am am thinking that. Well, it's based on a Hans Christian Andersen tale, The Snow Queen. So she was somewhat shocked to discover his reaction was different. After telling her he uh, didn't didn't really care for it personally, apparently left their six-year marriage in tatters, asking his wife, did you really think it was that good? She responded furiously, if you can't understand what makes this movie great, there's something wrong with you as a human being. (laughs) <laughs> before telling him she wanted a divorce. <laughs> the woman is now reported to have moved out of the marital home and is staying with her parents while she contemplates her future. Perhaps <laughs> we would venture to suggest she just let it go. <laughs> I feel the same way about Withnell and I. <laughs>
4: <laughs> yes, I think everyone should have their benchmark film, isn't really, it? Yeah. Do you have one? Probably one of my favourite films is Forbidden Planet. If you didn't like Forbidden Planet, then... Uh... You'd be off the list. Certainly the soundtrack. <laughs> Certainly the soundtrack.
3: Yeah, Leslie Nielsen's performance.
4: <laughs> Reviewer a performance. Exactly, yes.
3: That's quality stuff. I can <laughs> see what you mean. Yeah. While other people compete to be named the fastest typist in the world, 23 year old Mohammed Sid Hussain likes to do things a little differently. Currently crowned as the fastest finger typist. With 3.43 seconds as his record time in typing the English alphabet, Hussein wanted to grab another typing record. record. Nose typing. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, Hussein was recently crowned the fastest nose typist after he beat the world record of 1 minute 33 seconds with his 47...
4: There was already a record.
3: Well, strangely, there was. He typed, Guinness World Records have challenged me to type this sentence using my nose in the fastest time using only his nose. (laughs) This is my second attempt to break the record. He said, a few months ago, I typed the sentence with my nose in 54 seconds, for which I have yet to receive my certificate. He said, well, who knows when that's going to (laughs) arrive? Nose, you see? Nose. (laughs) You have been used. Nosed. (laughs) Nosed. Sulfur diazine. Thank you, Mrs. Cunningham. Thank
4: you, sir. For that very olfactory selection of news stories, there'll be more later on in the show. <laughs> go godzilla from uh, former stray cat no less <laughs> oh yes brian setzer who uh, certainly for a period of time moved into the world of kind of more slightly big band sound but he's obviously returned to his uh twangy guitar roots there from uh for an album which came out in 2011 called setzer goes instru Hyphen mental exclamation exclamation point. point and one of a few just a handful of tracks we've got to to sprinkle amongst uh, the largely uh, Akira Ifukube tracks we have on this week's show. But I thought it'd be nice to hear some some tributes to the great uh, reptile himself. I think it was in the spirit, it's very much in the spirit. Yes. Um now we're going to keep in a quite a groovy territory actually for this next one. We are returning to uh, Ifukube for this next uh, tune. This comes from uh, the originally the soundtrack from I think probably one of the more daft. Well, I was going to say one of the more daft Godzilla films, but they're all pretty daft. You're you're treading on dangerous territory Uh, there, sir. But uh, I think this is one of the more contentious ones because it featured the, I think, quite irritating Son of Godzilla. I think I seem to remember seeing the Son of Godzilla. It's quite a a bit like the Scrappy-Doo.
3: I was going to make the Scrappy-Doo thing. You've got got your original, you've got your Scooby, (laughs) and then you've got, oh, let's get a miniature version of him. That'll be great. And he's always annoying, isn't he? (laughs) Why is a small version... He is. Do you think it's something about small things?
4: I think yeah, possibly small things are generally <laughs> annoying. Yes. Well,
3: they're either they're either cute and adorable, mm. or just irritating. Mm-hmm. And now I know most people might say babies cute and adorable. <laughs> I would say they're pretty irritating. They are, yeah. I've just put anything small into that category. <laughs> but um, why would he need a son? And where was Mrs. Godzilla exactly.
4: then? I don't remember seeing the film Mrs. Godzilla. You
3: imagine Godzilla. like a whole film where there's just like a pregnant Mrs. Godzilla. <laughs> complaining and and godzilla's having to kind of boil towels and that's right and and get ice cream and gherkins Mm. for that would be a great film actually i think (laughs) let's see that it would be a little bit like that one where arnold schwarzenegger becomes pregnant (laughs) if you remember that oh i'm trying to
4: to obliterate it During the course of uh, this film, Simon Godzilla, we do actually have a battle between two giants, which is Godzilla himself, of course, and one of the kaiju from the Godzilla universe called Kamonga. Kamonga? Kamonga.
3: It's a good name. Mm. What is Kamonga? Kamonga
4: is a, a giant spider. irradiated giant a spider. <laughs> Gently irradiated. Just slightly, giant, slightly toasted. Giant spider. And uh, rather amusingly, in the English dub for uh, the Godzilla, they for some reason decided that Kamonga wasn't a cool enough name. And gave him the altogether less cool name of Spiger, or Spiger, <laughs> possibly Spiger.
3: Like he's from the hood. <laughs> what up, my Spiger! <laughs> you could Danger. be something. I think it's that. probably Spiger. I don't know. I, I can't, can't, can't remember that. Uh, no. Particular. In, I can't. Uh, I, uh, sadly, I haven't seen that many of the hundreds of Godzilla films out there, but. Uh, he's a handsome-looking fella, though. I oh mean, you can't say no to a giant spider.
4: And uh, thanks to uh, the Wikizilla. Website, we can tell you that he weighs uh, eight thousand tons. Ooh. Although he put on some weight, um, I'm not sure what this is—the difference between Showa and Millennium. But anyway, but he grew well, up to thirty. Maybe th- they're
3: different types of diet. <laughs> is Atkins well, in there? On the
4: Showa diet, he was eight thousand tons. On
3: the Millennium diet, thirty thousand. He pounds. put on a bit of weight. He did. Yeah. He, he wears it well. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's big, but you wouldn't say he was fat. Uh, no, no, his legs look very lean. And who are his allies? Godzilla. <laughs> Says Godzilla. Oh, and Manila, <laughs> Manila, also Gorosaurus. He's got a lot of allies. Yeah, he's friendly, isn't I'm he? I am a bit confused because apparently Godzilla was also is one of his enemies. Maybe they piled up afterwards. You know, sometimes <laughs> people will square up and then afterwards they'll be like, "Well, all right, we're pals. We've had a, we've, we've, you know." It's like a tiff. A yeah, we've tiff. we've had a little bit of a wrestle. Now we're pals. You know. <laughs> Let's go and destroy Tokyo. Like I said, we, as we said before, Godzilla. Exactly. What do you want to do today? We'll destroy <laughs> Tokyo and we'll get a bite to eat. Maybe have, a, maybe have some, a, some of that radioactive cheese we talked about. <laughs> yeah. Like I said, Godzilla, I mean, you'd think he, he makes a lot of enemies, but he also makes a lot of friends.
4: <laughs> it does. And this is one of his closest. This is the track called Godzilla versus Kumonga.
3: Godzilla versus a giant spider there, aka Kumonga <laughs> or Spiga, <laughs> depending on how you're feeling. Or Spiga, if, if you're in the hood. <laughs> Akira Ifakube there with yeah. uh, with that, and uh, that was from the best of Godzilla 1954 to 1975, and uh, well, that was of course in and around Japan, the islands of real and fictitious. Mm. And now we relocate to uh, well, Nevada. I suppose. We
4: do. Yes, that's right. I was again looking for other some 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 uh, tribute work around the uh, magnificence of Godzilla, and uh, I discovered this uh, album of work by one Eric Whitaker. When I saw the name, I assumed he was some old dusty Englishman, Eric who was writing music in the nineteen sixties. But uh, oh no, no, no. He's, he's a brand. He's, he's an American gentleman, brand uh, brand new gentleman. He's a brand new gentleman. <laughs> He's a freshly minted gentleman. He's a fairly youthful, he's a fairly fellow, youthful fellow with a lovely head of hair. <laughs> he has, a, which he's very proud of displaying on his website. Well, wouldn't you well,
3: be? It's a main. <laughs> it's practically a main. It
4: is practically a main,
3: And yes. you may be saying to yourself, Eric Whitaker, <laughs> I know that name. He has done a film score.
4: <laughs> he has done a film score, yes.
3: To, um, <laughs> Pirates, of Pirates of the Caribbean 4. Pirates of the Caribbean 4. Probably the best thing about the film. <laughs> I mean, when one thinks about the Pirates of the Caribbean <laughs> films, certainly if we are listing the things that are awful, I don't think the music even registers on that. I think that many yeah. of the other... The, no. I'm, so I'm sure that's good. I don't know is what I'm oh, saying. Yeah. Anyway, it must be, considering yes. what he's done here, which is a bizarre tribute to Godzilla, a reimagining of Godzilla. What if Godzilla got on a plane, I suppose, or <laughs> made the rather long journey... Yes, to Las know, Vegas. I don't know how he got there. I don't. And and he's a lizard, isn't he? Godzilla. He is a lizard. Yeah. He wouldn't. I don't know. Maybe he just wanted to, to sun himself <laughs> and do a little bit of uh, gambling. Well,
4: we know he likes to do that from earlier discussions. Yeah.
3: And we also know <laughs> that the Japanese love to gamble.
4: They,
3: they do. So that explains why Godzilla might uh, might decide to go to Las Vegas, betting on the number eight. Oh yeah, I seem to remember
4: from a recent edition yeah? of the show. Mm. Yes, he's uh, commissioned by the University of Nevada in uh, 1996 to write this piece which uh, is his own little Godzilla movie I guess it has a script which we'll post a link to on the website um the whole piece um is about 12 minutes long but we're going to play the sort of central four minute section uh, where you'll hear basically Godzilla arriving in uh, Las Vegas, Nevada, being asked to mambo at one point, which he does for a short period of time. I'd like to see this. Before crushing, respectively, Frank Sinatra, Wayne Newton and
3: Liberace. Well, don't forget that Godzilla, this is what it says in the script, Godzilla mambo's casually crushing (laughs) hysterical vegans without missing a step.
4: (laughs) Steady on! That's a
3: bit harsh. I mean, vegans... vegans? Well... I mean, look, they just live on salads, don't I they? Mean. There's no reason to crush them. <laughs> why,
4: Godzilla? Why? Why? Maybe he means less vegan. I think he might do, yes. But Are maybe they that's called what vegans? The... Oh, I didn't know that. Maybe I've just learned something. We've all just learned something. Yeah, A but tiny
3: isn't... terrier barked bravely.
4: That's right. Then... And, then, and then gets crushed.
1: Oh.
3: Dog puree. <laughs> terrier puree. Mm, oh. Delicious. Tiny terrier puree. Horrible. So uh, this is this is the central section of Eric Whitaker's
4: Godzilla Eats Las Vegas.
3: That was Eric Whitaker's epic Godzilla Eats Las Vegas, there. And I, I now understand why he gives that little script. <laughs> yes. Because you, if you've got the script, you can really pick it out you when can, he's yeah. squashing Frank Sinatra right. or Wayne Newton or Liberace. Oh. Or, ouch. <laughs> and <laughs> you, like, I think cool. you can taste the vitriol in that. Yes, you can.
4: I'd like to see that film made. It'd be nice
3: to see. That. I would, I would, uh, with that with that very soundtrack. And uh, there's a quote on his uh, website, EricWhitaker.com, <laughs> saying it took me seven years to get my bachelor's degree from the University of Nevada, Las Vegas. By the time I graduated, I was ready to eat Las Vegas, and I think it's pretty obvious in yes. that music destroy Las Vegas that he's just. Yes. Nibbling his way through Las Vegas, he would happily flatten it <laughs> with the help of Godzilla. And again, he's, Godzilla has made another friend there with Eric. He has yes, he has. Eric and Godzilla sitting uh, in a tree crushing Las Vegas <laughs> or crushing the tree. Happy Lee. Happy Lee. That's good. That that would have been better. That rhymes.
4: Uh, we have a few more selections. We're going to be moving into the 1970s for the last uh, selection. We'll be coming to shortly to listen. But first of all, we're going to flap over to Infant Island for some unnecessary news.
3: A French Catholic priest is offering blessings for parishioners' smartphones why not how modern a Catholic priest in France has decided to offer blessings of parishioners smartphones in an effort to draw more people to the church well that's bound to do it (laughs) a priest in the town of Notre Dame de Belcon We'll offer up blessings on Sunday during Pentecostal celebrations. We must remember that the blessings of communication devices is written into the tradition of the church, just like with boats, carts and all instruments of labour and animals, the priest told a newspaper. Communications devices <laughs> in the Bible. Mm. What communications devices did they have in biblical times? What communications devices <laughs> were there? Stone tablets. That's not a communications device, is it? <laughs> Clearly, he's just decided that smartphones are mentioned in the Bible. They are, Does yeah. it mention Android phones? <laughs> I'm sure there was a mention of an Android. <laughs> is it just the iPhone? What about Windows? Do they get a look-in in the Bible? I don't remember where they were mentioned, but anyway, I'm not a biblical scholar. If we're talking about smartphones and blessing them, my Bruce, isn't there an app for that already? Oh You yes. Can't get download an, an app and just have your device automatically blessed by whoever you want. That should be his next project, really. What? Who is the patron saint of smartphones? <laughs> I wonder. Maybe
4: I should steal a march as as Moon Pope on all this activity and maybe I should come up with a, an auto-blessing app called possibly I Bless.
3: That's very good. <laughs> That's the first time in about 15 years that adding i to the beginning of something has actually made any sense. But listeners, if you want to be blessed or you want any of your devices blessed by the Moon Pope, go to projectmoonbase.com and under each episode you'll see a donate button. Mm, you will. And you can press that donate button. I'd suggest £10 a month. <laughs> Funnily enough, so would I. And you will receive blessings (laughs) directly from the moon pope. You'll bless anything, won't you?
4: I will. The idea is if you send your electronic device to me, I'll hold on to it until at such time as I think it's been sufficiently blessed.
3: Mm. When it becomes obsolete. (laughs) (laughs) Or when you've accidentally dropped it down the moon toilet. (laughs) Van Gogh's severed ear regrown from cells of the artist's living relative. (laughs) Which is weird. It is a bit, yeah. (laughs) A replica of Vincent Van Gogh's ear has been grown using genetic material from one of his surviving relatives. Artist Diermut Streb created the copy using living cells from Louvi van Gogh, the great-grandson of van Gogh's brother Theo. The cells were shaped using a 3D printer to resemble the ear of the Dutch master, which was cut off in 1888 following an argument with his artist friend Paul Gauguin. Don't know why. It doesn't really say, does it? What would the argument go- be? that have had him enough in of this. The- I'm going to slice my own ear off. The ear is currently on display in the Centre for Art and Media in Karlsruhe, Germany. Visitors can speak to it via a microphone, <laughs> whereupon a computer will process the sound and convert it to stimulate nerve impulses and produce a crackling sound. Oh. Ew. So we've got a disembodied crackling ear, <laughs> ear that crackles when you talk to it. It's white as well, hmm. sort of sickly translucent white ear. Nice. It's gross. The museum says the donor shares about one-sixteenth of the same genes, including the Y chromosome that is passed down, the male lineage. One-sixteenth of the DNA of Vincent. Not that much, <laughs> so, is it? So well,
4: about one-sixteenth of the year is, is maybe accurate.
3: Bio-artist Streb told the Associated Press, I used science, basically like <laughs> a type of brush, like yeah. Vincent used paint. Okay. The ear was grown at Brigham and Women's Hospital in Boston and is kept alive in a case using a nutrient solution, (laughs) which in theory will preserve it for years. Mm. It's set to go on display in New York next year, and it's uh, it's horrible looking. Really, it's horrible. (laughs) Who thinks of that?
4: (laughs) Well, there's that dentist in Canada who's going to clone John Lennon from a tooth, isn't he?
3: That's true. And make the clone learn to play the guitar. Probably pen a few hits. Like I said, Julian Lennon. (laughs) You're wasting your time. Hurricanes with women's names kill more people because people don't respect them as much. (laughs) In news that is Somewhat hard to believe, a recent study has discovered that hurricanes with female names have historically killed more people because folks don't take them as seriously as hurricanes with male names, and so they don't prepare as well. Researchers at the University of Illinois and Arizona State University examined six decades of hurricane death rates according to gender. Spanning 1950 to 2012, of the 47 most damaging hurricanes, the female-named hurricanes produced an average of 45 deaths compared to 23 deaths in male-named storms, or almost double the number of fatalities. The difference in death rates between genders was even more pronounced when comparing strongly masculine names versus strongly feminine ones. Our model suggests that changing a severe hurricane name from Charlie to Eloise could nearly triple the death toll, the study says. Sharon Savitz's study, co-author and the professor of marketing at the University of Illinois, says the results imply an implicit sexism. That is, we make decisions about storms based on the gender of their name without even knowing it. When under the radar... That's when it, the sexism, has the potential to influence our judgment, she said. Hmm. Okay. (laughs) This is, of course, absurd. If there's one thing I've learned in my life, it's to be afraid of women. (laughs) Do you think there's some kind of agenda coming from meteorologists to wipe out sexists using lady hurricanes? (laughs) It certainly looks that way. You have been used. My Thank you, Mrs.
4: Zucanium. Thank you, sir. For that extremely windy selection of news stories, there'll be more on next week's
5: show. Animals. God's animals. Don't go away. Don't go away. Flowers, my flowers. Don't go away. Don't go. We have it's full of mercury, too many fumes in our oxygen. All this smart now is choking you and me. Good Lord, where is it gonna end? Got to get it back someday. Got to get it back and soon now. For tomorrow, maybe you and me, We're moving, we're moving. up to us to make a choice. We know what it's worth to save the earth. Come raise your voice.
4: A serious moment there in the show this week as we take on board a very, very profound message brought to us uh, originally from a film uh, Godzilla versus, well in Japanese Godzilla versus Hedorah but uh, the American release which we'll find out why shortly uh, Godzilla versus the Smog Monster and a track called <laughs> Save the Earth at uh, Hedorah the original Japanese name, comes from the Japanese hedoro, which means sludge, vomit, slime, or chemical ooze.
3: It's a nice combo, isn't it? (laughs) It is. It's a delicious cocktail. (laughs) Just add a squeeze of lemon, and Mm. uh, you've got a good drink there.
4: And we have have again to thank uh, the uh, Wikizilla website, which has an almost unfeasible amount of detail about each of the uh, kaiju.
3: I like the fact that um, they say of his appearance, in its first form, it resembled a tagpole. In its second form, it resembled a quadrupedal reptile. In its third form, it was like a flying saucer. In its final form, he took on humanoid shape. <laughs> it's quite... Uh, yes, it's quite, quite it's a, a transformation. quite a transformation, it is, isn't it?
4: And uh, as you were saying, uh, MC Castam Jellar, one of the least appealing to look at, certainly in some pictures anyway. Not the
3: most cuddlesome. No. He's more... I don't know. what What is he like? He's like
4: He's a bit like he's a bit Cthulhu-esque, actually, isn't he? He's is a bit Cthulhu-esque.
3: <laughs> he is a tad on the Cthulhu side. Yeah, There's,
4: there is quite a, one quite cute picture of him though on Godzilla
3: Island. I don't quite see <laughs> why you would say that particularly. He doesn't look that much more delightful in that no, one than he does in any not. of the others. Maybe not. He's no more. He's no more comely there than he is anywhere else. It's not like he's wearing a nice suit and tie or a no. No, true. Very true.
4: We also can tell you that uh, between the years 1930 and 1979, he grew quite considerably from 0.1 millimetres... Microscopic. ...up to 20 metres. Water. Then 40 metres. Flying. And then, lastly, 102 metres. Final. And then... In, After the yeah. year, in the 21st century, he suddenly put on a bit of a
3: growth spurt. 180 meters. <laughs> he's grown, hasn't he? He's come a long way. Yes. Yeah, he had uh, microscopic form, aquatic form, land form, flying form, and final form. <laughs> Finally ending up at Let's him. see who his friends are. His, his enemies were Godzilla, Mothra, Mothra Leo, oh. Mecha Godzilla 2, <laughs> and Kiryu. Kiriyu. <laughs> yes. Um, he's controlled by the Exilins. <laughs> He was friends with um, Monster X, Mm. Gaigan, and Space Godzilla. (laughs) Oh, you see, it's the old space rift. Space Godzilla. Just as on the moon base, we've got a rift between Moon Pope. That's me. Good old Moon Pope. And the Earth Pope. (laughs) You know, pick a side, listeners. It's a very similar, very similar rift, actually. Earth Pope, no. Or Moon Pope, yes, please. (laughs) Much better. Yeah. And. hedora he picked space godzilla over and mm. earth godzilla he did. It, it's well you can see why the glamour of space maybe i should
4: start to um, call myself pope godzilla <laughs> popezilla i mean popezilla
3: well we can add it to your long list of titles <laughs> Now, as I mentioned before, the
4: news for these last few uh, tunes, we're taking uh,
3: tunes from the 1970s
4: era of uh, the great Toho Studios output. And uh, coming up now, we have a, a song about, all about another one of the kaiju, one of the more well known uh, kaiju called Gamera, who happens to be a uh, flying turtle. Wow. That's as nice. As I'm sure our listeners will know. Everyone uh, But knows he that, is probably. also a, a, quite capable of uh, rearing up on his rear legs and getting into a bit of a fist fight as well.
3: Well, I thought that the only turtles that were feisty and violent <laughs> were the ninja turtles. But I, but I think uh, Gamera probably predates those, yes, ch- those I think particular he probably does. pizza-loving gents. He does, yeah. And
4: he's a bit more fearsome, isn't he? He first appeared in 1965, in
3: fact. Goodness.
4: And uh, he's one of the few kaiju who has his own song, like Mothra, who we heard from earlier. And uh, again, once again, on the on the Wikizilla website, we do actually have, we'd have the lyrics in uh, Japanese and English. So the English uh, the translation uh, is uh, <laughs> Gamera, Gamera, you are strong, Gamera. And then it goes M-M-J-V. But uh, I think the M-M-J-V is actually Mercury, Mars, Jupiter, Venus as well. So feel, feel free to use either of those. Monsters
3: coming from Mars or some alien world. <laughs> Come on, space monsters, bring it on. Let's cut and poke. Okay, go, go, go. You, you spinning jet. He will win. You are strong, Gamera. Etc., isn't it? <laughs> yeah, that's good stuff. It's potent. I want to
4: hear this. So, from the film uh, Gamera versus the, uh, this song appears in a number of. Uh,
3: yeah, that looks like Jigger. G- yes. Uh, now, isn't that a character that Jay Z came up with?
4: <laughs> it could be.
3: We've already had Spieger and well, now we're could getting into Jigger.
4: This could be Jigger. This could be Jigger. So, this from the film, uh, 1970 film Gamera versus Jigger. This is the Gamera theme.
3: children, giving an extra on yes, see right, yeah. with a and youthful vigour. Youthful vigour, yes. Delightful. And we, you <laughs> it was. Can, we'll post the uh, link to the, mm. the video, which is amazing. And I think shows something that you'll never get from the world of computers or CGI. <laughs> no. A genuine giant uh, turtle flying after a Kind of that tin yeah. pad, lid, and then some gleeful children smiling. <laughs> Just it has a magic that you, know. you cannot generate inside the the sterile mind of a computer. I'm afraid to say. We need to see more films made with men in rubber suits and. They're not making them any better, you mm-hmm. know. Matthew Broderick. I mean, <laughs> Matthew Broderick. What was are you singling him out for? Because he was in Godzilla, <laughs> the, the, the first the Western yes, remake, right, yeah. Yeah. yes, which so was. was not good. No. I mean, let's face it. The only thing that he was in that's any good is Ferris Bueller's Day Off. <laughs> He's not improving the Godzilla films. If you go and look at the other ones, they are just charm tastic. Ah,
0: yeah.
3: I mean, there's giant lizards, there's giant turtles, there's giant spiders. All of them. Tiny fairies. Fairies floating around, all delightful. <laughs> you know. And in fact, coming up, we have <laughs> Megalon, mm, of okay. course, insectoid, cetopian, <laughs> god. <laughs>
4: Eh? We're well, playing with a track from Godzilla vs Megalon, but this is actually a track about another, yeah, another kaiju called Jet Jaguar, who is uh, one of the uh, more mechanical kaiju, a bit like a giant robot. Looks a bit like a Mighty Morphin Power Ranger, actually, uh, to my eye. Anyway, but uh, he was a giant robot man. Right Righto and uh, who appeared in a number of movies, including this one we're featuring now, which uh, was uh, the
3: 1973 Godzilla vs. Megalon. Species robot. Nicknames, robot man. Red alone. King Kong. What? Superman. King Kong? I know. Doesn't seem right somehow. Doesn't seem to make any sense at all. And he's also friends with Godzilla. That's nice, isn't it? His normal height is 1.8 metres, and his giant height is 50 (laughs) metres. Well, there you go. Very, very good. Created by a Japanese kid was he oh, yeah.
4: that's what it says so from the film godzilla vs. megalon this is godzilla and jet jaguar punch punch punch
1: Yeah.
3: The hysterical sound there <laughs> of Masato uh, Shimono and or- Shimon. Masato Shimon and ri, ri was it? Richiro Manabi. The hysterical sound there of Masato Shimon and Ring... Manabi. Manabi. The hysterical sound there of Oh Jesus Christ on a bicycle. Masato Shimon and Ring... Manabi. The hysterical sound there of Masato Shimon and Richiro Masan, Man, oh, Manabe. God, Manabe. Mm. Manabi with Godzilla and Jet Jaguar punch punch punch. That was completely bonkers. It was wasn't completely
4: it? bonkers. Probably one of the most bonkers tracks on this week. <laughs>
3: this
4: week show, but we love it.
3: I liked it a yes, lot. It's terrific. And it's good advice, kids. <laughs> it is. If in doubt, punch punch punch. Punch punch punch. You don't understand that. Can't <laughs> understand that uh, quadratic equation. Somebody saying something about Indonesia. You don't get punch punch punch. <laughs> <laughs> Teacher telling you to sit down when you don't want to punch, punch, punch. We're full of wisdom here for the moon base.
4: And now we're going to enter slightly more well musically slightly more uh tranquil territory, but uh certainly not uh tranquil for the but next kaiju we're gonna be featuring. This comes from um the nineteen seventy four film which has now been truncated. Oh dear I'm guessing it's gonna be I don't know. The 1974 film Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla. Uh, this features another kaiju, though called uh, well. I think we've mentioned him on the show before, King Caesar, but he's he not. It's never anything to do with the Roman emperor, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, because it's just uh, that's just an anglicised uh, form of the Japanese name, which is Kingu Shisa, Shisa which is uh, well, Shisa is uh, uh, a, myth, a, a bit of Okinawan mythology, apparently. Which is a combination—a creature that's a combination of a dog and a lion—and he looks pretty f- ferocious on, on hmm. the uh, w- on the uh, Wikizilla website. Sort of scaly and hairy. Yeah, not very pleasant at weird, all. Weird combination. Once again, a friend of Godzilla it seems to be a friend to all Godzilla. Well,
3: uh, yeah. Like I said, I, <laughs> I think the the real next Godzilla film needs to be Godzilla chills out with his buds.
4: <laughs> that's right. Let's and see this is, this... and maybe Mrs. Godzilla. <laughs> Making an appearance. Let's
3: see what happens when they relax. Just having a party. I mean we've seen we've we've already had Godzilla mamboing. We have, yes. What what other dances does he exactly. know? I don't know. Question mark. <laughs> even even in Godzilla Wiki, we don't know what other dances Godzilla knows. <laughs> that's that's what one. Exactly are Godzilla's dancing skills. That is one page that's missing. What's he good at cooking? <laughs> what are his favourite dishes? Does he like any dips? <laughs> All questions I think we would like to know (laughs) the answer to.
4: So, coming up now, we have uh, this is actually King Shisa's theme. Uh, It's, as I say, a very gentle piece called Mia Rabbi's Prayer.
5: No,
3: prayer there. Sing, see, uh, King, what's it? Shizar. Shisa. Shiza. Shiza. Mirabbi's prayer there. King Shizar's theme from movie Godzilla versus somebody or other. Mecha Godzilla. Mecha Godzilla. Mm. She's put on a bit of weight. She started out at thirty thousand tons and now she's <laughs> gone up to fifty thousand tons. <laughs> <laughs> but nevertheless, a very soothing. It was, so surprising
4: you, surprisingly soothing little track there.
3: If you go over to Godzilla.wiki.com mm. forward slash wiki forward slash that's king underscore... That's, that's Godzilla.wikia. Yeah. Sorry. If you go over to Godzilla.wikia.com forward slash wiki forward slash king underscore Caesar... <laughs> And I know you will. You <laughs> can have a look at... see what uh, it's, like, it's like playing a game of Top Trumps, this website. Yeah. All the stats are there for it, you. It's mesmerising. It you could fall into this forever and... <laughs> never never, come never, never, come never come out. Or come out ready to have a lot of arguments with people who <laughs> don't know quite as much about the history of Godzilla... <laughs> as you do. As you now do. <laughs> Wonderful stuff. Uh, I have
4: been uh, DJ Destroyer. I hope you've laid, left a trail of destruction behind you after listening to this week's edition of the show.
3: I have been MC Katsam Jella, and I hope you've enjoyed picking your teeth with the Angel of the North. <laughs> no? Maybe that doesn't yeah, work. No, that's,
4: that's good. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, we are going to leave you with one final, one, one final track. I was going to play, uh, I thought it'd be nice to maybe balance the show and go out with the end music from the original Godzilla film, but it's a bit downbeat, so. I thought I'd be leaving on a more optimistic, sort of forward thrusting uh, area. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, we're going to play a track from uh, the 1972 film Godzilla versus Gaigan, which I didn't get up here. One of the other, probably slightly more well known uh, kaiju. This is uh, Gaigan, as was an alien cyborg. Uh, created for f- this is his first appearance in this 1972
3: film. Oh, also known as Monster Zero.
4: <laughs>
3: well, there we are, and
4: um, uh, he takes the form of a chainsaw guy again, as well. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever that is. <laughs> and uh, he's what?
3: got no relationships. Oh dear, none.
4: <laughs> no relationships.
3: I'm feeling, am feeling <laughs> you, guy, oh. You and me. <laughs> Probably find him on Match.com.
4: Yeah. Uh, so this is from Godzilla Sky Game. this is uh, Kira Ifukube who we are also marking the centenary of in this week's show um, uh, with a tune called Godzilla March until next week dear listener
0: Rawr.
6: Zodokode きょうもたたかう行くどこでも仲間のためだいつもたたかう行くぞ平和のためだ Passmo, tada kan! Doko